Hello and welcome to the Dive Deep, Climb High podcast. I'm Mel Luizu and together with my guests, we explore all different aspects of leadership in higher education. With inspiring stories, practical tips and a little bit of fishiness, this show will help you dive deep into the leader you are and climb high, unleashing your power and potential. Dive deep, climb high, can-do leadership in a world of can't. Hello and welcome to episode 12 of the Dive Deep, Climb High podcast. I can't believe that this is the final episode of season one. Producing this podcast has been an absolute joy. Before I began this journey, I had no idea of the work that goes into having a show like this. Once I was introduced to the world of podcasts, I used to love listening to episodes without having any clue of the amount of effort that it takes to create a single 30-minute conversation. At this point, before we dive into episodes 9, 10 and 11, I would like to say a massive heartfelt thank you to two fabulous women. The first is the awesome Amy Rowlinson. She has her own podcast show called Focus on Why, which is right up there in terms of the world rankings. Not bad for somebody who isn't a celebrity or well-known personality. Consequently, people like me now work with Amy when they're wanting to launch a show. Anyone out there who is a podcast host will understand that streamlined processes are a very necessary part of any successful show. Process really isn't my thing, but working with Amy helped me create these fundamental pillars. In addition, she helped me think about every aspect of my show. Firstly, why did I want to take on this project? Who was my audience? What type of show did I want to create? There were so many questions to answer, but they all helped me gain clarity about what I was going to do and why. And now, as I look back at season one, am I happy with the results? Yes, absolutely. Why? Because the feedback that I've had so far is that with the help of my guests, we are helping leaders in higher education And that was my primary goal, to help people unleash their own power and potential and the power and potential of those around them. Thank you, Amy Rowlinson, for helping me make my idea a reality. The other person I must thank is my very good friend and colleague, Kimberly Latham. I first met Kimberly through a mutual friend of ours, Katrina Walding. Kimberly had just started out her own freelance marketing business and I was looking for some help with the launch of my book, When Fish Climb Trees. We met and hit it off straight away. I was blown away by Kimberly's energy and passion for the success of my business. Having spent four years working by myself at that point, it was an absolute joy to feel like I was part of a team again. The project had a finite time scale and my money was running out. So eventually we had to say goodbye or rather au revoir. 
although I did recommend her to one of my university clients. So we continued to work together in an indirect way. We kept in touch and it was only a few months later that Kimberly announced she was moving to Australia for her husband's job. What a smart move. Whilst we were in lockdown over here in the UK, Kimberly and her family were enjoying the great outdoors with relative freedom. When I began working with Amy, it became clear that if I was going to launch a weekly podcast show, then I was going to need some help. Thinking about who could help me, there was only one name that kept popping up, and that was Kimberly's. I reached out, and the rest, as they say, is history. Despite working three days a week in a school and looking after two young children, Kimberly thankfully agreed to help me out by working one day a week. As she's in Perth, they're currently seven hours ahead of the UK, we have taken flexible working to the extreme. I still haven't got my head around the fact that she's often working whilst I'm sleeping and vice versa. We have a weekly meeting at 1pm on a Thursday UK time, which is 8pm in Oz, as that's often the quietest part of the day for Kimberly when her kids are in bed. We would both probably say it's not ideal, but we make it work and there is no one else I would rather be working with. Just last week, she announced she will be returning to the UK in the summer for a few weeks, and I can't wait to be in the room with her energy and passion. Nothing can beat it. Plus, we've promised ourselves that we will share a bottle of something bubbly to toast just how far we've come with this podcast. Funny, I really wasn't intending to hijack the start of this show. However, for me, one of the most important elements of leadership is to celebrate the journey we're on, not just reaching the final destination. And these two fabulous women have been critical to where I am on my podcast journey to date. I couldn't have done it without them. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you, Kimberly. Thank you, Amy. Right, time to dive into the final three guest episodes of season one. They were... Episode 9, Expand Your Influence with Joe Hardman. Episode 10, Attitude Determines Altitude with Rebecca O'Hare. And episode 11, Capacity for Change with Charlie Warshawski. I cherished each and every one of these conversations for different reasons. It was wonderful to chat with two people who are currently working in higher education, Joe and Rebecca, and also to chat to someone who has worked closely with Dr. Carol Dweck on her groundbreaking research into mindset theory. Chatting to Joe Hardman was such a privilege. I'd only met Joe once before the show at an online webinar I was running. He had such an honest and down to earth approach, I knew I had to get him on the show. His final words of wisdom on his episode were, do what you can and be authentic. I loved how he totally embodied these words during the entire episode. After the show had aired, I received several messages about just how well people resonated with what he was saying. Just like I had, people really warmed to Joe's honest and down-to-earth approach. Now, my biggest fan of the show 
and I can't believe I'm sharing this, wait for it, is my mother. She avidly listens to every episode, even though she has long since retired and has lots of other things on her plate at the moment. And she loved Joe too. The fact that he was open enough to share he got his first job because someone got drunk scored many brownie points with her. Joe's conversation was peppered with plenty of laugh out loud moments. And if we dive deep, absolute golden nuggets that can help us on our leadership journey. Joe talked about being an opportunist and never thinking that something isn't part of our role. As he says, saying that's not my job is a wrong answer. Such great insight. If you're listening to this and wanting to make that next career move, then thinking about how you expand your influence is key. Rebecca O'Hare, my guest from episode 10, holds a similar view and her words, it's your altitude, not your aptitude that determines your altitude, are ones that I am pretty sure I will quote again and again and again. How do I interpret what both Joe and Rebecca said? Well, when you're looking to make a career move, whether that's into a new specialism or nailing that next promotion, it isn't your skills that will get you what you want, but more likely your attitude. If there's a skill that you need that you don't currently have, it's relatively easy to find a way to acquire it. Following Joe's advice here is one way, by putting yourself up for something that you don't currently do. That's one option. The much harder part is reviewing your attitude. Why? Because this involves taking a long, hard look in the mirror and being super honest with yourself. The reality is that if there is something in life you want, you need to work to get it. Both Joe and Rebecca are shining examples of this. If you want something in life, it is highly unlikely that it is just going to fall into your lap. You need to work out how you're going to get it and your attitude is key. How would you rate your attitude? Go on, be honest with yourself. How driven are you to achieve your goals? Do you put yourself out there? Go the extra mile? Or can you be a bit of a job's worth, only doing what's required and no more? Now let's be clear, I'm not saying that either approach is right or wrong. However, it is about understanding that each approach will have its own rewards and consequences. And that's the power of self-reflection. When we're honest with ourselves about how we show up in the world, the next step is understanding how that is working for us or against us. Is that helping us achieve what we want from our life or is it holding us back? When asked when he had dived deep, Joe acknowledged that the thing that had changed him most in recent years was understanding that everyone was not like him 
and that by knowing this, it helped him get the best out of people. Joe also notes that whilst many of us know this, we don't live it. We know we are not all the same. And yet really, we like to work with people that are like us. And in a leadership role, that just isn't possible. So the interesting question here must be why? Why is it that we know not everyone is like us, but we don't live it? For me, the answer is simple. In order for us to live this statement, we must first understand who we are. We need to be able to recognise our superpowers, but also our blind spots. How can we hope to understand others when we can't understand ourselves? And to do this takes time. It takes guts and it takes determination. It is never an easy or comfortable journey. In fact, I would describe it as a never-ending deep dive. I've been working on understanding myself for the past 20 years and it is still a work in progress. There are still times when I think, what the hell was I doing? Why on earth did I choose to act or behave in that way? Which is why I still have a coach and other people that I go to who help me take a good, hard look at myself. However hard this might be, I do it for two reasons. Firstly, I really do want to be the very best version of myself for me personally, but also for everyone that comes into my life. And secondly, so much of my work is about creating a safe space for my clients to do this work. And I cannot hope to do that if I haven't sorted out my own baggage. In fact, I would be doing them an injustice And that is something I would never, ever want to do. Both Joe and Rebecca are people who have achieved so much in their careers to date. And yet they are very candid about the fact that they have stepped outside their comfort zone on many occasions. Again, I love Rebecca's final statement on her episode. Everything you want is on the other side of fear. My goodness, what powerful words. Rebecca certainly overcame her fears to get her current role at the University of Leeds. Joe also talked about working outside his comfort zone. They both talk candidly about their battle with imposter syndrome. In my world, the Fish Climb Trees world, I talk about fishnets. And yes, these can be whatever image comes into your head, whether that be the ones that adorn people's legs or the ones that catch fish. Fishnets are the beliefs that we have about ourselves. They're the beliefs that can keep us caught up and stuck where we are because we don't believe we're good enough, clever enough, outgoing enough, 
whatever it might be, these fishnets are incredibly destructive. The interesting thing here is that I don't believe there is a single person on the planet who hasn't experienced some sort of fishnet in their lives. And the most popular one is around not feeling good enough. So if we all have them, why is it that some of us react differently? Well, it's how we choose to deal with them. Both Joe and Rebecca had these thoughts, but they didn't let them hold them back. Instead, they chose to feel the fear and do it anyway. Go them and go you. No matter what you may be thinking, you can feel the fear and do it anyway. And if you don't believe you can do it on your own, find yourself a coach. There are many ways to deal with fishnets and imposter syndrome. As a coach, I spend much of my time helping people identify strategies to ditch their fishnets. My final guest of season one is also a coach. Founder of the company Love Your Coaching, Charlie Walshowski is not only a wonderful coach, he helps other people become coaches. He also helps organisations who are wanting to embed a coaching culture. In addition to his work as a coach, Charlie has also had the privilege of working closely with Dr. Carol Dweck, who led the groundbreaking research into mindset theory. We only scratched the surface of this work in our conversation. So if you're interested in knowing more, I would strongly recommend you read her book. It's a fascinating read and I will put the links in the show notes. There is no doubt that Charlie, Joe and Rebecca all have a leaning towards a growth mindset. Getting things wrong will never stop them from trying and they all believe in the potential of the teams and the people around them. As Charlie said, and it is really important to remember this, we do not have either a fixed or growth mindset. It is not an either or situation. A growth mindset and a fixed mindset are the ends of a continuum. And as human beings, we will move along that continuum. How we move along it will depend on a whole host of factors, not least the context of the situation we find ourselves in. Take a moment to consider your own mindset. Do you lean towards a growth mindset or one that is fixed? Does it depend? At work, do you tend to lean one way and outside of work another? How is your mindset in respect of your team? Perhaps that's an easy question to answer for those people who are performing well. But how do you respond in the case of those people who aren't performing as they should? Do you have a growth mindset choosing to believe they can grow and develop? 
Or is your mindset fixed, believing that they cannot change? Could you, as Joe says, be understanding that people are different to you, but not living it, and therefore not helping them to be their best selves? What would happen if you started to live this understanding or shift your mindset from a fixed mindset to more of a growth mindset? Maybe give it a go and see what happens. With regard to Carol's mindset work, I suspect the parts around growth and fixed mindsets are more well known than the parts that relate to praise and more specifically, what we should praise. When I first dived into this work, it was this part of her research that caused me to stop and ponder. I can certainly see the validity in praising the process or effort rather than the person. But for me, this is still hard to do. It is very much a work in progress. I started this podcast by thanking two very special women who have helped me immensely. As I think back to the words I used, I guess I was praising the people. For me, in this situation, I am comfortable using praise in this way. However, I have made some conscious adaptations due to Carol's work, especially around the way I praise my children and my coaching clients. Louisa, my youngest daughter, has just started her GCSEs and over the past few years I've been very conscious of praising her effort and as Charlie advocates I make sure I describe what I see. So with French, a subject she struggles with, I have praised her effort, allocating her time by doing little and often, and her process, writing flashcards and repeating them over and over. Currently, it's difficult to know what impact this change of approach is having. Although I believe she is less focused on the end result, as she knows she is doing the best she can. And that's true of all of us. We can only do the best we can. And with that thought, it's time to bring season one of the Dive Deep Climb High podcast to a close. Thank you to all my guests. I've loved each and every one of the conversations I've had and I've learned so much. A massive thank you also to all the people that have tuned in and taken the time to review and feedback on the show. Please, please, please engage with me. I have created this show to help leaders in higher education. So if there is something that would help you in your journey, please let me know. Please also continue to spread the word. I want to keep building this community 
of leadership listeners so that together we can improve leadership in higher education, creating happier teams and happier students. As this season draws to a close, we'll now be taking a couple of weeks off, but season two will be back on air on the 8th of June. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Dive Deep, Climb High podcast with me, Mel Luizu. To help build our community of leadership listeners, please leave me an Apple podcast five-star review. Remember, our fishy adventure doesn't have to end here. Connect with me on LinkedIn, Instagram and Twitter. Links are in the show notes. Dive deep, climb high, can-do leadership in a world of can't.